We are live, live, live. Very nice. So excited. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As we adjust the sound here, that should be good. I think. Yeah, should be good. We got all this new stuff we're going to start having in, in tech that automatically does all that for us. I'm so excited. Does what for us? All that sound adjusting and stuff. Stuff I'm not good at. I seriously doubt it. Again, if we get separate feeds, if we can figure out how to do that from different locations, that's not hard. But to be able to take one feed, in other words, it is not going to be able to recognize and differentiate between mine and your voice, especially when they overlap, any more so than it is when I talk loud or when I talk low. Make sense? That's what we do. I'm loud and you're low. But it can't differentiate <laughs> between those. Oh. So maybe between I just, maybe you just talk louder and I'll talk softer. Well, remember what you tried the one week? I don't know how it worked, but you tried moving the mic closer to me. Yeah, it didn't work at all. Further away from you. Because yeah. you you sat back because you didn't want to tap the table. I think we've gotten a little better. I <laughs> used to be so bad. I did that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Still do it some, just not as often. Well, we're glad. Hopefully. A minute and 22 seconds in, we've got it all figured out now. There you go. <laughs> On the air. Only took us six months. Yeah, well. Uh. And one minute and 27 seconds. That's the that that is the key. We should have done that off air, to be honest. Absolutely, <laughs> but that wouldn't be fun, nor would it be us. Very true. So, welcome to Newsworthy, everyone. Uh, glad you're here. Election hey, edition. Double is here. She's already welcome, joined us. Double? Yeah, we're glad you're here. This is election uh, election central today. Absolutely. Um, sorta. <laughs> This is Elections Central. That's hard to say together. Election Central. There. Got it. Uh, from a certain point of view. What point of view is that? Well, the point of view of two guys from Central Kentucky looking out at the rest of the counties in the world. I did what I said I was going to do. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to hold off. We'll cover that when we get Change to the Change of plans. Yeah, sorry. Another thing we are really good at. Excellent, we're good at, to be honest. Excellent. So if you want to reach out and call us, text us, uh, email us, Jerry, how would they do that? I don't know, because that did not go the way I thought. You said if you want to reach out, and I was thinking you he's going to, if you want to reach out and touch someone, no, you didn't go that you way. You keep your hands on that side of the desk. You couldn't go that way. <laughs> but if they would like to reach out to us, they're certainly more than welcome to do that at newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Or they can text us at area code 540-709-1318. Both of those are on our um, podcast website. So if you didn't catch all that, just go to our yeah. website and they're both there. We need to start... I often share a lot of stuff on Facebook and through Instagram, Twitter. I need to start sh sharing our website because you can access all of our episodes. You can access, uh, you can actually access all of the pods that you would go to get podcasting from the website. It's actually a pretty, pretty cool deal. Um, just click a button and it takes you to iHeartRadio or click another one. It'll take, if you have Apple, you know, Apple downloaded, it'll take you there. Uh, yeah, the polls were crazy busy. Uh, 
here in our little small town, uh, polls were, I talked to one of the poll workers. They said that the polls were, they had no clue there was going to be that many people turn out for a midterm non-presidential election. Um, and those generally are very low drivers, to be honest. So um, encouraging news. I didn't look up to see how it, the numbers stacked up against four years ago. Did you? I didn't. Uh, before we get into all that, though, uh, how was your week? It was very good ahead of ourselves. It was very good. I also realized right then that we haven't done something that we promised we would do two or three weeks ago. At the conclusion of our ghost story episode, what did we promise people we would do? Um, I don't remember. Your scary place, the youth center for the church. Yes. We were going to reach Oh out. my gosh, we haven't done that. I hadn't crossed my mind. We'll and do that this week. If it had crossed yours, you would have mentioned it to me. So we'll I'll do that this week. We got I'll a couple of things to, to check off the box this week. I'll write them down. Because I write everything on a piece of paper, like an old person, I guess. <laughs> the written word, as the one guy you were talking about calls it. Yeah. The written word. But no, my week was very good. A uh, little confusing, bewildering, as far as the election is concerned. Uh, nothing seems to go according to polls and predictions on elections anymore. Um was quite surprised with everything I heard was it was going to have a red wave. We didn't. We'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, that, that was the excitement of my weekend, and it should be. It's election week. And um, uh, yeah. a lot of national, federal contest at stake. So. so you bring up red wave. How about I link that to something else red I did this week? Probably the most exciting thing I've done all week. What's that? A few nights ago. Uh, Monday? I guess it would have had to been Monday. We had the lunar eclipse, the blood moon lunar eclipse. Right. And fortunately, I would have never gotten out of bed to go witness that if I weren't working that little part-time gig. Um, but I was. And got to see it. And I got some great photos. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. I mean, it was, it was really stunning to watch that. Watch it just disappear, go from a complete full moon. Now, we had the uh, the solar eclipse a few years ago, and it wasn't nearly as awesome as this because, obviously, you can't just watch the sun disappear. You can look for a few minutes while it's not there. But, um, well, if you have the right shades, you can look. But right they did. darken everything so much. I did. Even so, it was pretty anticlimactic, I thought. Yeah, this was amazing. Totally. Yeah. So I was really excited to get to see that. Um Took some awesome pictures. You can see those on Facebook. We can even, uh, uh, I was actually in a parking lot of a church when I was taking some of the pictures, and I got a really cool picture. Uh, as Double says, she saw it on Facebook probably, but uh, of the moon that was totally eclipsed at that point with a big steeple. That was mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Pretty good shot. It's been shared uh, several times at this point in, in Facebook world. I'm sure. So you mentioned Twitter a minute ago. I'm sure you probably heard that Elon Musk has definitely said he's going to charge $8 per month uh, for accounts to be verified. Yeah. Check mark. He's also considering reports come out yesterday, I think, a putting the entire Twitter behind a paywall. Oh, 
Well, that'd be fine with me. I don't use it enough anyway. <laughs> I was on there, and I'll mention it later. Uh, I've got something in here. I found a link that took me to Twitter. First time I've been on Twitter probably five, six, seven years. Yeah, I literally, uh, my daughter's on Twitter. She doesn't do any other social media. That's the only reason I originally got on Twitter. And then secondly, then I felt, well, heck, I'll just share our, you know, we've grown our business some there through Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I get those because I always come back and they'll leave a snide comment about how we sound like bumpkins or <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, do you tell them there's a very good reason for that? It's because we are. No, well, I don't even get into that. I just say, thank you for listening. We appreciate your patronage. <laughs> the professional way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we're, we're growing this business and we don't want to make anybody mad. Mentioned, uh, some changes, you know, normally this is time we'd cover numbers and stuff. We're not going to do that anymore. We just, we talked about it. Um, the good news is that does a couple of things. Uh, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to obsess over it. And we're just going to drink every Wednesday now because yeah. we don't have to earn it. <laughs> we've earned the right. We don't need to have um, to come up with an excuse. Yeah, we, we, we'll just leave it said that we are in multiple countries on a daily, on a weekly basis now, uh, multiple states, uh, and growing every week thanks to our listeners, thanks to Wes. Yep. Thanks, thanks to huge thanks to yeah, us. just thanks to everyone who, who checks this out with uh, Sasquatch Chronicles on Podbean. There, absolutely. If you're looking for a good uh, podcast to check out with the paranormal, strongly yeah uh, recommend the guy. Absolutely fantastic guy. So, Jerry, do you have your yes. two minute recipe this week? Uh, I would, but I did mine last week, so this is your week. Oh, well, what would yours be? Mine is non-existent. I don't take full blame for that. So what I'll do is I'll let you do an extra... Because of my failure, I'll let you do an extra dad joke. I'll tell you what. I'll give them a recipe. Oh! Uh, and you know me. I try to give credit where credit's due. Like last week. I think it was last week. I'm going to mention I'm no Taylor Swift fan, but kudos were due to her. So for this particular recipe, you didn't come up with it, but you were the one who taught me this style of cooking. So oh. credit goes to you. Potato chips. Potato Potato chips. chip recipe. What are you talking about? You ever made potato chips? No. Here's what you do. Take some potatoes. You need a mandolin. You know what that is, right? A mandolin? Mandolin. Slice them very, oh, very thin. You, you. Okay. Consistently thin. If you have a great set of knives, not so hard to do. Get a mandolin. Slice your potatoes extremely thin. Get your deep fryer, your pot of bowl. Uh, fry them. You don't need to worry about seasoning. Because after you fry them, I want you to go to the trash can, throw them in the trash can, and then go open a bag of Grippos. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Because Grippos. <laughs> I bought a bag of Grippos the other day at the store. First, I, you don't see them around here often. I don't know why. Do you like Grippos? I like the non-barbecue ones. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what in the literal hell is wrong with you? That is the only friggin' reason people eat Grippos. Barbecue potato chips. They have the best barbecue chips in the world. <laughs> Jeez. And I give you credit for this recipe. But you did introduce me to that style of cooking. That was your recipe for so many things. You do this and this and this and throw it in the trash and eat the board. Eat the board. 
You always eat the board. Yeah. Whatever you cook on board, you eat the board. potato chips, <laughs> Absolutely. So now you have a <laughs> ridiculous uh, two-minute recipe. <laughs> Probably five. <laughs> so I'm going to give you my dad joke. Are you ready? I'm ready. So... Dave the other day asked me why I was carrying around a nine-foot book. A nine-foot book. And yeah. what was your answer? I told him it was a long story. Oh, geez. <laughs> that, that, yeah. I feel sorry for you. I feel even more sorry for Dave. Dave, you listen to these. My apologies, dude. See, I've got to go. You're probably not even going to like it. And mine is even election-related. You can't, you can't. You threw get, that gut laughing. Yeah, let me finish laughing because you can't steal that laugh because that was a good joke. You say so. <laughs> Double says so. Or wait, she didn't actually say so yet, but I know she's typing oh, that she okay, says okay. so. Okay. <laughs> this one is kind of an election joke, a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'll explain why afterwards because otherwise we'd ruin the punch. Do you line. have crayons? Do not, but we'll get there. <laughs> Why do gas stations charge you to fill up your tires? Why? Inflation. Oh, gosh. Is that not a good election-related <sighs> joke? Oh. I mean, inflation should have killed, and I'm sure did hurt Democrats. Hard oh. to tell with the final results, but you got to admit, no matter what, that damn good joke right there. I currently, you can't see it on video because we don't have video yet. <laughs> We're working on it. Um, I have my hand firmly against my forehead and is shaking it because <laughs> that was a terrible joke. That was an awesome dad joke right there. How can you say that's an awesome joke when a long story is not? You want to know something that's just kind of bonus material? Sure. I was in this, I was in Chick-fil-A tonight getting okay. our food. And this is a true story. And I don't know why people this is becoming a fashion again. Back when I was in, I don't know, middle school, ladies would wear these pants that come halfway up their back. Okay? High-rise. High-rise pants. And to this day, and then they would tuck in their shirt Which makes to their high-rise Very stupid. And there was a young lady. She's probably, you know, 20 years old in front of me today with the long high-rise pants and <laughs> and her shirt tucked in, and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I couldn't, and I'm not joking. This 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 is not made up. This if you're out there and you happen to listen to this podcast, I apologize. You didn't even know I was joking. I looked at her after she got done ordering. I said, "She, goes, I said, hey, how are you?" She goes, "Good. How are you?" I said, "Man, it's been a long ass day." <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> You know, the only thing that looks worse than a woman wearing the outfit that you described? What's that? A man wearing the outfit that you just described. Well, I don't disagree with you. You know what I'm talking about. The old grandpas would yep. do it sometimes. They, they, they would up. pull them up oh, yes. towards about two and a half centimeters below nipple. <laughs> oh. And this is why I have to check your closets occasionally and make sure your pants aren't that way. Because you're getting up to that age that we have to be concerned with how you dress now, Jerry. No, but 
We really should have got wine tonight. Why? It was time to celebrate. It was? I was beginning to think I had worn my last pair. Oh, my guess God. guess what? I just found another pair oh of. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of oh. the ultimate look. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know for the record that Jerry is holding the quintessential pair of white leather New Balances. Also known as the most awesome pair of tennis shoes ever made. Only if you're over 50. No. Yes. Or any no. group. No. Th- this is not even... Jerry. Mm. Yes. Jerry. You, you got to admit, no, no, awesome pair I, of shoes right there. I do not. I've never worn those, and I will never wear those. Well, I don't know that you're quite cool enough to, to wear those, but no, no, there's keep no, working on it. There's no level of cool keep that makes that it. happen. It just doesn't happen. Oh, contract. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Let's get into the topic. I want you to know, I have held this in all day today. I had one little lady got on my bus today. She asked me what I thought, and it started to come out. And I was like, Miss Alexander, I can't talk to you about it right now. I got to hold this in for the podcast. Because it's like it's like a, a pressure cork. Like, you know when you cook beans in a pressure cooker and that little spindle thing starts going crazy? That was me all day. I don't know what a cooker is, but I never cook beans in those. I, I get that. Say what? Is my family weird? Uh, I'm sure some do. I just prefer a crock pot, slow cooker. No. I just, that's the only time I ever remember that thing ever being used was when they cooking beans. Really? We did it. I hated it. It scared me to death. We did it with <laughs> tough meats that would take hours and hours if you didn't pressure cook it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't ever remember meat being in a pressure cooker, but whatever. Everybody, every family's different. <sighs> I agree, uh, Double. In fact, when I leave, I may take those shoes with me and, like, I don't know, run over them twice. She's got a problem with my shoes. The entire world has a problem with your shoes, Jerry. Something wrong with you people. Yeah, no, it, it, we actually have what's called taste. It's <laughs> okay. No, you have... Eye problems. Vision. You need to get your eyes checked if you don't look those. <laughs> I agree, double. And that would that encapsulates it's so eighties actually enca- encapsulates Jerry to the nth degree. This is a timeless classic that we're talking about. Timeless. You can call it eighties, nineties, twenty two hundreds, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be one of the most awesome pair of shoes, no matter what time period we're looking at, without a doubt. Oh. This is not even debatable. No, I no. You started what, you, with. Listen, we, what? Let's jump in the topic. I was going to say you started it and backed off. <laughs> Whoo! Let's jump into the topic. What have you been holding back? Please tell me it's not flatulence, because <laughs> I'm leaving if it is. <laughs> Thank goodness. Holy buckets. You're cracking me up today. You are on a roll today. I'm doing nothing here. You're, you're doing it all. Well, it started in, in peak with the shoes. we got to admit that. Okay, let me start by saying the for anybody who's lived under a rock or lives in any of the multiple countries that follow us now, yesterday was the midterm election day here in the United States. If yes. you watch any news, you saw that. I want to get really local for really 
really quick point of time, and then we can expand it to the na the national level. Sure. Here in our little town, okay, there was when I went to the polls, there were two offices that I was like, "What the hell?" First of all, the first office was constable. This is an outdated, out uh, unreasonable. We don't need this office anymore. Constable basically in today's world serves warrants. That's all they're supposed to do. But they have arrest authority, and they have the right to drive around in a, a police car with lights and sirens and blah, blah, blah. Pay $60,000 in our little county to do this job. We have like 742 sheriff's cars and, and sheriff's officers in this little community. That's an exaggeration, but that's what it seems like. You see more of them some days than you see anything else. Why are we still paying somebody to be a constable? Very good question. Here's a better question. We pay $60,000 a year in this little town of your taxpayers and my taxpayer dollars to do what? You want to know? Um, I would have had no clue if you hadn't told me yesterday. To be a jailer. But we need, everyone needs a jailer, right? No, there. we don't even have a freaking jail. But we have a jailer. We have a jailer that we pay 60K a year to, full benefits, including health, benefits, uh, pension. Are you kidding me? Steve for jailer, I'm officially announcing my candidacy for jailer slash constable. I'm going to make 120K. You, you should have enough time. Oops. <laughs> You could do that in like three hours a day. Right? I remember so, I asked you, I said, what do they, the jailer, what do they do? Who are they guarding? Where do they guard them? You said in their patrol car as they move them from here to. Or their little minivan or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Isn't that stupid? Very much so. I would come in, I would take my first year's salary, and then I would shut the office down and walk away. Why would I take my first year salary, you ask? Because I feel like I've paid that much to the jailer the last umpteen years I've lived here that we didn't have a jail. So I'm due that money back. <laughs> I Googled something while you were talking. No, ranting. It's okay. And I'm not for sure exactly what it means, but it certainly infers that we have more than one constable in Anderson County. Are you kidding me? It says District 4 Constable. What does that mean? Ugh, I don't know. I'm afraid to even Google why, more. And secondly, why does a constable make more than a police officer for doing half the work? <clears throat> I think the difference is they have to provide their own vehicle. Not even half the work. When it comes to dangerous work, practically none, none compared yeah. to a real cop. Anywho, also to take it up just one... Clicking up one notch out of the county and into the state. Um, I thought about it, and we kind of talked about it and hinted on it a couple of shows ago when we were talking a little politics. And the more I thought about it, the more I felt like I had to do it. Okay. Um, our congressman, Andy Barr, uh, several years ago, before he would, when he was running his first race, you and I met him. We were down at, at a festival. We met him. We talked to him. Seemed like a good guy. Burgoo Festival. Yep. And uh, took a lot of time out to speak with us as he far did. as politicians go. And had no trouble voting for him. 
I heard one of his stump speeches recently on one of the radio stations, the local talk stations, and um, they asked him about four questions in 30 minutes. And of the four questions, he didn't answer not one of them. But he talked for 30 minutes about nothing. And I absolutely could not uh, support him. So in that little slot on my ballot, I I, I clicked the write-in candidate and wrote no confidence. (laughs) He reminds me of... Calipari. A couple years ago, it was during the NCAA tournament. Um, it was after a game, if I remember correctly. And by the way, for you guys out there listening, I'm a big Calipari fan. Steve is not, but I, I like Calipari. And But anyway, it was after a game. They had brought Calipari on, and they asked him two or three questions. And he proceeded to talk for 15, 20 minutes. And when it was all done and he was gone, the commentators were talking about the fact that you can ask Calipari whatever you want. He will proceed to 100% ignore your question and talk about whatever the crap he feels like talking about. It may or may not be related in any way whatsoever to the question you ask, and he could care less. He's good. So many politicians are that way, not just Andy Barr, but I hate it. When I ask a simple question, as long as it's, you know, has some relevancy, as long as it has some bearing on topics that, that the public want to know, try to at least answer the question. If you, after you do so, if, if you it's not classified, it's your job to answer the question. Much, yes. You're yeah. getting paid by us to represent us. If we're not asking you what's actually at Area what's 51, we need to know what the answer is. Stop being... Now, if you're getting me fired up already. Tell you, then that's still it. the answer. Next question. I'm yes. sorry that's under review. Right. That's in committee. I'm not allowed to discuss yes. it. Whatever. I don't care if you don't want to go to the next question. If you want to say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to answer, and then spend five minutes talking about your, you know, patting yourself on the back, fine. At least you address the question. Right. But in many cases, they totally, like Keller Perry, will 100% ignore the question and just talk about whatever the crap they feel like. Now, true story, true story. I actually met Keller Perry one early one morning. Okay. At a different hospital than UK. And I won't say hospital names because of HIPAA and he was there with his, I think he was there with some older folks. Um, and I was doing that stupid job where I, with the uniforms. Yeah. That's why I was there that early. Uh, this was like a 4, 4.30 in the morning. And I saw him and just you know threw up my hand and went on about my business. I'm not one of those people that get googly eyes over somebody famous or whatever. And he ended up actually coming to me and shaking my hand, saying, hey, pleasure to meet you, you know, whatever. It was Completely down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't dislike him as a person, or you even as the a UK coach. basketball program. You dislike. yeah, it's it's the it's the program in general. Yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with him. So just I just wanted to clarify that. So I did ha- I did literally I don't know if anyone even reads those things, but I did. I wrote scratch right in no confidence. It was a vote of no confidence in Andy. Um, and obviously, I, did, I don't know if they read them, but I actually, for the last presidential election, uh, couldn't vote for Trump, couldn't vote for Biden, so I decided to go with a write-in candidate and voted for Fauci. Your your hero. You did what? 
told you that story several times. You voted for Fauci? Fauci. Absolutely. At least he was trying to save some people's lives. What we Unlike have here president. and what we're witnessing, folks, is it's the end. Is the end of Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry, as 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 known. It will now be known Newsworthy with Steve and somebody who we forgot his name. <laughs> In other words, he's saying someone that he is jealous of, someone that he wishes he had thought of this idea first. That's what he's really trying to say. Mm. All right. So it's now that I got the little, little local stuff up out of the way. Um, um, let's let's get into the meat and bones of this stuff. Um, what surprised you most in Kentucky? Just overall, Kentucky, well, no, local? in Kentucky okay. probably was my biggest surprise, and that was the voting down of Amendment Two. I thought that that was going. I thought that that would have went not just Kentucky. All across the board. I saw the I saw the uh, abortion. Uh, let me find it here. I've got a separate thing on that. And I, I don't think it was the. There was two parts to the amendment in Kentucky. Um, one was that I forget how it was worded. And I don't want to say it wrong. But the second part was the part that I thought would have at least pushed it over the limit, and that was just the fact that taxpayers aren't going to be required to pay for it. Meaning, the state, if you choose to have an abortion, the state aren't isn't going to pay for it. Well, um, here's the crazy part about that. Why was it necessary to put that in? Yeah. It's never been paid for by the state. It was never under, in the state of Kentucky, it was never under consideration. I think the first part is what killed it. People in this area and in a lot of conservative states don't like to change the Constitution, state, federal, whatever. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It was far and away the biggest surprise with me. It was not only in Kentucky. First of all, it was several states. Kentucky and Kansas had almost identical amendments that was going to say there was no right to abortion. It failed in both states. Vermont, Michigan, and California all passed a constitutional right to reproductive freedom. So in those states, kind of the opposite. They were saying, we want to put it, we want to codify it into our constitution that says you do have a right to an abortion. It passed in every state. Montana had a bill that I really didn't get. They had a bill that was going to criminalize healthcare providers who do not make every effort to save the life of an infant born during an attempted abortion or after labor or C-section. No matter what state... No matter what condition, if he was currently alive, they would criminalize, no matter what age. If this was a eight-week-old fetus, they had to make every effort to keep it alive. That failed. Now, when you stop and think about it, a lot of these states are pretty liberal, right? When you're talking about Vermont and California. Folks, Montana and Kentucky is about as conservative as it gets. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought those two would have had no problem passing bills that would have limited abortion access. Yeah. And neither state, in no state did anything limiting abortion pass. Yeah. Everything that in the states that had it, that was trying to codify it, yeah. it did pass. I'm not it by any stretch of the imagination saying what's right or what's wrong. We're not going to touch that it issue. It surprised me. That's it all I'm it saying. did surprise me. That Absolutely. was the most surprising. I totally agree. Um, 
you know, that's that's a can of worms I don't wish to dig. <laughs> um, we're not going to get into that too much. We're not saying yay or nay. We're just saying surprise the crap out of us. So, we hadn't went over that, but we both agree that was the most surprising thing in the election. Yeah. Um, so let's talk real quick about governorships. I think that there were some key, key wins and key losses across the nation. Uh, in Georgia, uh, we'll get back to Georgia in a minute for some other reasons, but the one thing they did that was smart was they told uh, Stacey Abrams, go away. But (laughs) while we're talking about that, let's address the elephant in the room. Why was that even a race? Yeah, no, I I don't disagree. Why? Why was it a race? I don't know. Because Donald Trump threw Kemp under the bus multiple times as he tends to do, it's either you are 100% a Donald Trump fan or he will do everything in his power to kill you, to, yeah. to murder your political career. He did that with He Brian picked Kemp. a lot of losers this, this, this a time. Bunch. A bunch. Yeah, he really he had did. a couple of winners. J.D. Vance out of Ohio is probably his biggest, but he lost a bunch. Yeah. He, really he didn't financially himself. support any of them, the ones he was picking, by the way. I read the report that showed that he didn't give a lot of money to any of the candidates he was picking. One second. Let me find it here real quick. Real quick. Well, while you're finding it. I found it. Oh, good. The best quote of the day. Okay. All day. Yesterday. Came from Donald Trump. He was asked about the people that he had endorsed. Excuse me. Here was his comment. And I quote. Like 70 million degrees in here. You wouldn't have that problem. No. (laughs) He said, and I quote. Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. If they lose, I should not be blamed at all. End quote. Word for word, I will actually, for those that might doubt, and the Donald Trump fans probably will, I will leave a link to the video, and you can watch him make this statement. Yeah. That's Donald Trump to a T. Well, we're going to get back to Donald Trump a little bit later, too. I got him on my list. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. I'm just glad. I hope that Stacey Abrams in Georgia gets the hint. The people do not want her representing them. Terrible. Twice she's lost running for governor of Georgia. This one was close, but. In Texas, same scenario, completely different person. Beta O'Rourke also lost again. (laughs) The people of Texas do not like you, Beta. Well. What do you mean? Well, here's what I mean. Texas is a hugely Republican state. No one ever thought Beto O'Rourke was going to win that I heard. Georgia was closer. I don't even know what the final numbers in Texas were. It wasn't were. that far away. Really? I think it was like, the, he had like 39% of the vote. That leaves 61. Well, he didn't have 39. the rest of that. There were several other candidates involved, too. But several other? I think so. Uh, but anyway, there was never anyone that I heard that, that said that Beto O'Rourke, they thought, had a chance to beat him. No. That's because you've only been on Twitter once in the like last 56 yeah. years. Twitter was all the buzz all about beta, especially when it came out and said, you're dang right, we're going to take your assault rifles? That was How like are you going to win in Texas? years ago. I know, right? That. Um, that was also, 2020 when he was running for president. Yeah. Um, also, some good news in Arkansas, because... We were originally going to break this down on, on different sides. I was going to do Republican side. You were going to do Democrat side, regardless of who won, who lost. And it turns out to be a big nothing burger. But Kind of. 
It, it has ramifications. Burger, it, we're going to get to those. As but, compared to what they thought was going to happen. Yes, that's what I was meant. That's what I meant. Um, in Arkansas, one of my favorite political people I didn't know that. in the I world. I didn't know you liked her that well. I do. I, I like her. I'm I like her because she don't take crap from nobody. Never has. <laughs> Neither did her dad, but yeah. both are still very nice down people. home. I would love to sit down and have dinner. Neither with one is mean. Yeah. They don't have a mean spirit in them. Uh, Sarah, Sanda, say, help me. Uh, <laughs> you confuse me. Mike Huckabee's daughter, yeah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Huckabee. Huckabee Sanders. That's what I was trying to go. She won the governorship in Arkansas, so congratulations to her. Communication Secretary. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if she can put up that close with Donald Trump and still have to deal with the, the, the media-type people <laughs> in the way that she did and the way she handled those folks as opposed to what we have now. And when governorship of Bill Clinton's state, home state, state yeah. Which also, to be fair, is also her father was a former governor, sure. Mike Huckabee, there as well. Sure. Um, so as of time right now of this podcast, Senate, Republicans have 48 seats. The Democrats have 46. There are two others. Who, the two independents caucus with the Democrats. Right. So effectively, it is a 48-48 tie. There are four undecided. Um Georgia's undecided, uh, Arkansas, or, uh, Alaska, Nevada, and what was the fourth one? Uh, Arizona. Yes. They're still trying to figure out how to run an election in Arizona, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> as soon as I find it. <laughs> well, you know what it is. Yeah. Why in God's green earth, in today's world, in the richest country that has ever existed on the planet, the most technologically advanced plant, uh, country on the planet, does it take 69 days to figure out who the frick wins an election? I don't get it. Yeah, you do. I No, I don't understand do. it. It's a bunch of silly people who have decided that if they were to count the mail-in ballots ahead of time, that word would probably get out and it would possibly influence people coming to vote. If let's say, first of all, we know that historically, it'll vary from election to election. It'll vary from area to area. Historically, more Democrats vote than Republicans. So it's, in Arizona was Republicans who were afraid that the majority of the mail-in ballots would be Democrat. And if those numbers were released, it would make Republicans hesitant to go vote. It would make them think the election. You don't have decided. to release the, who, who votes. I agree. You just go ahead and pre-count them. No, Put them in a sealed envelope and the night of at six o'clock, you open them. Here's the results no of one, the pre-vote. No one even needs to know. You right. could have 14 rooms, and they might know the count of their room. They don't exactly. know the counts of the other rooms. Absolutely. There's That's many what I'm ways saying. of doing it. But that is the holdup. We know that. Now, here's the the part that I don't know how to address. I'm a huge believer, as I know you are also, in states' rights. The Constitution leaves the way that you voting policies and all that up to each up state. The state. Yes. So... I may totally disagree with the way they're doing it. I also believe that they have the constitutional right to decide how the hell they want to run it. That brings up another point. 
<clears throat> I was looking through results in Alaska. Two things hit me. Number one, for the House seat, Sarah Palin was running. Hadn't what? even friggin' heard. No idea Sarah Palin was you running. You would think with her ability and her notoriety, or not, yeah, notoriety, that somebody would have made that it. a... Yes, would have <laughs> made the national news somewhere. I had not heard, had no clue Sarah Palin was running. She is not going to win, apparently. The thing that got me looking closer at Alaska and the way they do elections was the fact that on their Senate side, they have two Senate seats. One of them is in play as in Kentucky. We had Rand Paul running. Uh, McConnell was not this time around. Oh, go and get to him in a second, too. In Alaska, Murkowski, Lisa Murkowski, uh, the incumbent, was up for re-election. So I looked to see how she was doing. And I was confused as soon as I looked at the results because it had three names, two Republican, one Democrat. And I'm like, why, why two Republicans? Why didn't the primary get rid of one of them? The next thing I noticed was that Lisa Murkowski had come in second. The other Republican had like 40-something percent. She had 40-something percent, but one or two percent below the, the other Republican. The Democrat, the lone Democrat, got like 10 percent. Then I start reading a little bit further to figure out what the crap's going on, and I get more confused because it said that Lisa Murkowski was projected to win. I'm like, what? she's coming in second. Alaska, as does Maine, there's two states that have something called a ranking system. And in the ranking system, if no one gets above 50%, when you vote, you not only place a vote for who you want to win, you actually rank all the candidates. If no one gets above 50%, they take the bottom contender and say, okay, you, you, you lose. We're going to take you out of the picture. But what we're going to do is look and see who did people who voted for you, who did they rank number two? And we're going to give all of your votes to that person. So even though Lisa Murkowski come in second, as far as the, the first choice ballots, she's projected and they're not through counting, but she's projected to win the state. Blew wow. me away. I'd never heard of their system. And after I got to reading about it a little bit more, I like it more. Since you actually get to rank people, you don't want to piss anyone off. So one of the benefits of the system is it really strongly encourages people to run positive campaigns, not negative. Don't piss anyone off because, hey, if you end up, you don't need to be their number one pick. If you're their number two pick, that might end up giving you the win. So it strongly encourages positive campaigns. The more I read about it, more I thought, hey, this is a pretty good idea. Another positive, it gets rid of the Georgia scenario where they're going to have yet another runoff because if no one in Georgia, if no one gets above 50 percent and it's within, I think, two percentage points, it automatically goes to a runoff. So we yeah. wait 30 days and do this all over again. Yeah, stupid. Ridiculous. All right. So speaking of Georgia, you brought Georgia up. Let's just talk about Georgia for a second. And let's talk about. We are talking about Kemp and Stacey. Yeah. We're talking about the Senate race? Yes. And I want to talk about the leadership in Georgia, the, the, the Republican leadership in Georgia. If you, if you are a leader in, a, in Pennsylvania today or Georgia, you should be fired immediately. Wow. You put up terrible candidates who only got worse and refused to change them. And in Georgia specifically, um, I liked Herschel Walker playing football. I thought he was a great football player. 
but he played football as a running back for like 7,022 years, getting hit in the head by the biggest, meanest guys in the entire country for 7,022 years. It also and gives him a built-in excuse for anything related to politics. Well, I suffered several concussions. No, no. We, we're we're going to get there in a second because this, this whole scenario really, for kids, cover your ears. It really pisses me off. And I'll get to why in a second. So we're going to put a guy who is can't speak a whole sentence. Okay, first of all, what are the Republicans complain about most when it comes to Joe Biden? He's incoherent and he can't freaking speak, right? So we're going to put the same thing up in a battleground state of Georgia that's desperate, like on the verge of turning blue. Okay. Oh, it almost has, yeah. Exactly. Atlanta, the bigger Atlanta and the surrounding Atlanta area gets, the bigger chance it's turning blue. So you're going to stick. Well, they voted for Biden, the well, state. Right. And Warnock, when, when AOC and the squad need to look and see how much more left they can go, they look to Warnock. This guy's a fruit basket for the left hand side. He's about as progressive as you can possibly get. So you put up any candidate that can speak a coherent sentence, not me apparently, any candidate who has a plan who can help revitalize Georgia, but no, you go with this guy, and I like Herschel Walker, but he doesn't have a plan. They've asked him about his plan on several occasions. He didn't have a plan. He stammered and stumbled all over it. With all that being said, you still not mentioned the two things that probably beat him. I ain't got there yet. Okay. <laughs> he was endorsed by Trump. Did that. that was a big one. That didn't help this time around. And they didn't give him any money because he has a name. And that's why they went after him and allowed him to run because he already had a name. They did the, that in the another state, too. Deal hurt him a lot. Yeah, it did. I think so. But how much? Because when we look at all these amendments that didn't pass or passed in a different way, it's a com it's not the abortion that he did it or supposedly allegedly did it. It's the fact that the people think he lied about it. They think that he exactly what I was saying and then turned around and did something else. That happened long enough ago. You could it have replaced have, yeah. him with a different candidate. I think he would have been a lot better if he'd have come out and said exactly that. Yeah. Guys, I was young. I was, you know, a twenty-something-year-old football star. Thought I had the world by the tail. Messed up. Got a girl pregnant. Did it, you know, paid for an abortion. I regret it, yeah. but I was young and stupid. Instead of, he never did admit it. You know why? Because he can't think on his feet and they surrounded him with really bad people advising. Another woman come up and was like, well, I don't know about her, but he did the same thing with me. So, you, you know, compromise candidate. That's why I think that the, the leadership in Georgia should be. Why in the hell, in a key battleground state, battleground state such as Georgia, you're going to let such a compromise... Do you think possibly that they were went about this all wrong, that they thought that Warnock's claim to fame, which it would resonate well in Atlanta, Georgia, was a strong black male, and they looked... They played the race card. They looked for a strong black you male. You know, they may have, but I think... I agree with you. They, they'd have been better with an old-fashioned southern white dude... Who could speak. Could speak, had morals, and could think on his feet, and didn't make some of the blunders that Herschel did. 
Mitch McConnell has as much to blame on the Herschel Walker thing as anybody. I'll I'll get to Mitch McConnell as soon as we cover the next state that I want to cover. Okay. Yeah. Pennsylvania? Yes. I was wondering what your – I get Georgia. I don't Pennsylvania. There must be things here that I don't know about. Yeah, there's a lot of things in Pennsylvania that you don't know about. First of all – we take, as, and I'm speaking from a GOP as a re- registered Republican now, we take Dr. Oz, right. a snake oil salesman who has name recognition, and again, in a key battleground state, we put him, who has zero political experience, no plan, no platform that he's standing on, doing the old Bill Clinton thing, putting his finger up in the air and figuring which way the voters are coming from to figure out what he wants to say against Fetterman, who was the the, uh, the vice governor. Is that right? I think so. The Fetterman, for pre-stroke, was a pretty decent candidate. Down to earth, you could talk to him. Had done something politically. Still a good guy. Still a good guy. But the but listen, effects of the stroke are there. Listen, let me, let me just say. And would normally be the guy. I, I absolutely, in my career today and in my careers in the past, I've dealt with folks all day long that have had strokes and have had some sort of mental capacity issues. I'm not even saying. Even it's not mental capacity, even if it's just physical. Yes. That affects a race. Usually. It does. And I want to just, Bob Dole, good example. You know, he was as mentally sharp as you could possibly get, and his physical handicap stopped him from winning that race. I have no doubt. But that's a long time before a lot of our listeners even, they're like, who? Somebody makes pineapple? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But so the Republicans take Dr. Oz, for all intents and purposes, a doctor on TV. I'm sure he has an actual degree. But he's been barter. He he is the Chuck Norris of – sales stuff, but he's going to be our candidate because we don't have to spend any money because everybody already knows him. That's my impression. You're forgetting one other big thing in his favor. No, no. No. You haven't got there yet? Yeah, I haven't got there yet. And you take Donald Trump's word on it. Yep. And, And here's, now, back to what I was saying about Fetterman. At the time he had his stroke, they should have pulled him out of the the race. Pennsylvania, no, no, maybe. This man who cannot have a debate like me and you are having right now and like him and Dr. Oz attempted to have on national TV and can't speak a sentence should not not have the right to I am not. Did you see it? I did. Many of the sentences were fully grammatically correct. Until they put pressure on him, Jerry. You can't say that he can't complete a sentence. When they put the pressure on him, he couldn't complete the sentence. He had several. Listen, I'm just telling you, this man in Pennsylvania should not have the ability to vote to send my son to war. Period. If you don't have full, con- same thing with President Biden. It's the number one thing that I dislike about Biden is his amount of power to send young men and women off to a country without having the mental ca- capability of understanding exactly what Here, it is he's doing. Here's where I would disagree with you strongly, and I'm pretty sure that the science would back me up. Strokes in many, many cases will affect your ability to speak as you did before. You have to relearn many parts of that, even though the mind is still working as it did before. So if you're talking about reduced mental capacity, you can't combine the two. 
someone has a stroke and they have to relearn to walk. That doesn't mean they have reduced mental capacity. Just because they have to relearn in some degree to talk also does not mean that they necessarily have decreased mental capacity. So if it's proven that he does have decreased mental capacity, 100% agree with what you're saying. I'm certainly not aware that that has been proven or even come close to being proven with him. Terrible candidate. Sorry. Because he had a stroke. Because he is unable to speak the way you want him to speak. I'm sorry. Is that is that terrible? Yes, it is to me. Well, I'm just, I'm terrible. We then. actually have federal laws that prohibit what you're saying. If you I understand prove, that. If you can't prove that he has reduced mental capacity, it is federally illegal to do what you just said we ought to do. I understand that. I do. And you still like well to do it. Uh, no, I just think that he should be tested. And if he fails that test, he needs to be out. Well, here's the deal. And that doesn't account for if just him. If you test him, then if, you have to test every politician running. Make it happen. I'm serious, Jerry. That's against the law, too. It's not against the law. Sure. You're presuming that they're guilty before any evidence is presented. You can't require a test to prove that you're innocent of something unless there's a presumption of guilt to begin with. I, I, I support fracking. I'm fracking. Fracking. <laughs> fracking. Yes, fracking. Uh, yeah, I support fracking. There's my proof. There's my test right there. Give me a test. Joe Biden, take a test. Hell, they made Donald Trump, and you don't like Trump, and I don't like Trump. They made Ted no, Trump taste like four no, or five. No, they, they made Trump take zero. Well, they wanted him to. They He took one and bragged about it, and it turns out that it wasn't a test. He bragged that he took an IQ test. It turns out they give him a test, the result of which, if you don't pass, you're no longer allowed to drive. And he was bragging about how he passed it so well that his IQ was so high. Yeah, That's I, a test you're referring to. I, I just want... I just want to know that Pennsylvania needed to start from the beginning. I would feel better, but again, we have laws that prohibit that. I, I saw some of what you're talking about. He had a tough time in the debate yeah. completing several sentences. Now, many sentences he did complete, probably two-thirds of them. But there was enough to raise a lot of doubt, which made people believe even more so he's probably going to lose the election. Most people that I've heard think that if it had not been for Trump's visit on Saturday, I believe it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, one to campaign for him, he probably would have won. Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's a great candidate. I wouldn't have voted for either he, one of them. He'd only guys. been in the state two years. Yeah. That's I, what hurt him more than anything. I, I absolutely don't like either one of my, and we've got a big following in Pennsylvania. we got a lot of fans in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry for you guys that you didn't have a better candidate on either side. Regardless of who you vote for. I, kind of like you said earlier, before his stroke, I thought he was a pretty good. Well-balanced dude. Yeah. Balanced, well-balanced Didn't guy. see anything that would make me vote against him. I just, when you talk about people who have the ability to vote to end life, and by end life, I mean start wars. That really concerns me that if you're not at your, your well, peak. I agree. But if we're talking about tests, you and I watched a video two or three years ago of a United States representative, I believe. Could have been Senator Trump. <laughs> I remember this. Who should have been out. Was it Guam? Yes. Guam. Was, he was questioning a military officer. No, no. A four-star admiral. 
military officer, a four-star admiral, about certain uh, military apparatus that they wanted to put onto Guam. And his question was I, that he had heard it was so big, so heavy, would it not tilt the island Flip and it cause it to fall into the sea? <laughs> Man, we're dead serious, too. He was out of Georgia, too. Was Georgia, it? yes. There's many people, I, my point is simply there's many people that we would probably love to give the test to that would not pass it. Oh, I get it. Um, also out of Georgia, correct, MTG, another one that there is no way in the world could pass any sort of IQ test. Zero. Zero chance, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I know it sounds like I'm a hard ass about that, but Something when you when you have children of fighting age, something about war makes you think differently. You know me, Jerry. Ten years ago, would I've been having that conversation? Probably not. Would I be having either? I'd be like, let's go over there and kick whoever's butt that's bugging us, and let's get them out of here. I agree with your sentiment, but we have to do it in a legal way. Well, absolutely, if there's federal and the legal way in this particular case. It, we can't do it would be, okay, we, we need to choose a different candidate. The Democratic Party. And the Republican Party, as far as that goes. For the, the leadership, and here's what I want to come back to. I want to swing that all back around to Mitch McConnell back last summer. Mitch McConnell was so confident. Mitch McConnell, our sitting senator, who's been there seven bazillion years, when, when Tyrannosaurus Rex still roamed the earth, Mitch McConnell was in Washington. This last summer said, and I quote, we can send lukewarm candidates as long as they're not Democrat, we're going to win. Where was he referring to? All over the nation. No, he wasn't. Yes. No, nah, I'm going to. He was talking about. I'll Google this for you and I'll bet you money. What do you want to bet? How many ice cream cones? He did not say that in the context of anywhere in the United States. I remember him specifically talking about Donald Trump and saying the exact opposite. He was criticizing several of Trump. By the way, you're criticizing McConnell. McConnell is not the big people who put out, who pushed Oz and Herschel Walker. That was your boy, Donald Trump. Not my boy. But, but seriously, though, Donald Trump pushed them big time much more so than Mitch McConnell. And in response to that, Mitch McConnell at the time was saying, we need to look at the quality of the person. Uh, and he was trying to say without saying it that some of these people that Trump was pushing. Go ahead. No, I'm glad you said it that way. Because that's the next thing about these elections that piss me off. To say it without saying it. If you have a Republican or a Democratic congressman or senator, and you don't know their name and you haven't heard their name, then they need to be voted out because they doing squat in Washington. Maybe. Mm -mm. You're not going to convince the opposite. Well, here's my question. How many of people of our neighbors, if you ask who is there, two United States senators, and you're that represents your district, your uh, representative, how many would know? Probably not, not enough. And I don't know that that's because of Rand Paul, Mitch McConnell, or Andy Barr. I think to a large degree, you've got a lot of people who are blindly and willfully ignorant of politics, don't care, don't want to know. Then those people 
should stay home at the when it comes time to vote. Probably. I'm serious. Can't argue with that. Listen. I'm just saying it's not all the politicians. I some, get that. In some cases, yes. And you got many cases when people remember two or three episodes ago when you were talking about things to do to vote. Hey, Mochi. Become educated. Hello, Sorry. Mochi. Didn't realize you were here. Yeah. Become she educated. Just, just made a from scratch pumpkin roll that's going to be added to her menu at mochismunchies.com. At gmail.com. Jerry says we're on the way. Now, you're, you're absolutely correct, Jerry. But I, every year, am getting closer and closer and closer to the, since we don't have term limits, since the people that are the ones that would have to vote on term limits would be affected by said term limits, we're never going to have term limits. So it falls to us as citizens to... Um, to vote them out, all of them, Republican, Democrat, unless you're senator, you can point to something and say, I like my guy because of this, then they need to go, period. And I know that's crazy. It sounds crazy, but it is crazy, but it's the way it is. And I can't help but think the leadership of the GOP, especially because that's where I was supposed to focus on in Georgia and Pennsylvania, both need to be relieved of their duties today. Those should have been blowouts in both scenarios. Um, sorry, I am running this show up, Jerry. I, I apologize. agree and kind of disagree. Georgia, talking about being a blowout, Georgia has become a very, very in-place state. Where sure. it historically never was. I know. And it was historically a very conservative state. It was always... Republican. Uh, it's not anymore. Pennsylvania, for many, many years, has been a uh, state that was in play. I don't know that either one should have been a blowout. Uh, other should, than, certainly should have been a loss. Well, Sorry. Yeah, should have been. I agree. Uh, even if it was close, it shouldn't have been a loss. I think that poor leadership and, uh, just got to say it again, poor leadership and bad, terrible candidates. I got a question for you. Sure. I'll have an answer even if I got to make it up. There you go. <laughs> That's you and I. We'll give you an answer. It may be full of crap, but we'll we'll give you something. Why is it that in almost every case in a midterm election, the sitting president's party loses House seats? In 19 of the last 21 elections, going back to 1934, all but two midterm elections, whatever president was in office, his party lost House seats. Bonus points if you know the president of the two cases when they did not. Um, the first one would be Ronald Reagan. Wrong answer. Dang it. I don't know. I'll give you a hint. They were in back-to-back. -to -back. Now, keep in mind, midterms is back-to-back -back is four right. years apart. They were back-to-back. Midterm elections. Mm. I have no idea. In 1988, Bill Clinton's second term. Four years later, in 2002, George W. Bush's first term. Now, going right along with that, their approval ratings in late October. Bill Clinton was 65. George Bush was 67. That, that would explain a lot. Yes, right it would. That, that's why they weren't losing. Now, 
2002 for Bush, not long after 9-11. Yeah. His ratings pretty quickly begin to tank, and it was in the 40s. Sure. At this particular election, in late October, a couple of weeks before election, he was 67. But doesn't change the fact that since 1934, every midterm election except for those two, whatever president was in power, their party loses votes in the midterm. It happened with Reagan both times. It happened with JFK. It happened with every president other than those two. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Back to Georgia, there's three areas of Georgia that are Democrat. The rest of the county, the rest of the entire state's red. Atlanta, Columbus, and Augusta, the three biggest cities That's in like Georgia. like many, many states. Yep. Just like Kentucky, Louisville and Lexington, and what starting the, to be Bowling Green. There are, no, Lexington's very blue. Not, not near as blue as Louisville. No, but it's still very blue. But anyway, I was saying everything that we saw was making it look like there was going to be a red wave, and that didn't happen. Um the last that I saw, and I think that was around 7 o'clock, was that the Democrats had picked up one Senate seats. The House GOP had picked up five or six, maybe six seats, I think. And governors, Democrats had picked up two. Uh, control of the House and control of the Senate had not been decided in, a, in either case. So, yeah, it certainly wasn't a red wave. You know, one thing that I've noticed, America doesn't like one party to be in control for a long time. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. We switch really often. And it doesn't matter if you want to look at the Senate, if you want to look at the House, if you want to look at the, the White House. We very rarely are going to go with one party for an extended period of time. And especially if you want to talk about all three being unified. By that, I mean when the Senate, the House, and the President is all Republican or all Democrat. That's only happened five times in the last 40 years. Twice, very, very recently. 21 to 23, the Democrats. And uh, 17 to 19, the Republicans. Trump's first two years. Um, 2009 to 2011, the Democrats had it. 2003 to 2007, the Republicans had it. And the fifth time was 1993 to 1995 was Democrats. Only five times in the last 40 years, and only one of those, Republicans had it from 2003 to 2007. That was four years. In every other case, it was only for two years. Interesting. Next election, they flipped. America just doesn't seem to want. We're smart enough to know that either party, if you put them in and leave them, they're not going to do yeah. very good with it. Well, So we tend to switch yeah. off. AOC won again, re-election, by the way. <laughs> With her liberal district she's from, there was little, if any doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So let me just cover, we're, we're, we're over over time already. Crazy how fast that goes when I get on a rant. I apologize for sucking up most of the time today. Um, so winners and losers from yesterday. Overall, I think you have to say Democrats – as a party one, because it didn't get shellacked like everyone was saying was going to happen. Um, winners, abortion, abortion access, abortion, right to abortion one around the country, including in Kentucky and Montana, two extremely conservative states. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with some pretty vague definitions too and people as i said earlier if people you, oh i'm sorry go ahead people in conservative states like kentucky do not like changing constitution yeah 
They just don't. I think they look at it and think, you know what? We, we, we weren't, you can't get an abortion here now. I don't know why we need to change the Constitution to make that even more so. Right. And, yeah, I agree with that. I think if, if you if you try to go all or nothing, you usually lose. You usually get nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's one of those situations where if the law in Kentucky had been written in case of rape or incest or in the way, to protect the health of the mother, then I think it would have passed hell easily. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Because those most people understand that those are situations that... Although we've got a few states that have pretty much left out two or three of those out. Yeah. Um, I would agree with, with your... With, with your your, well, who would you say it was a loser? Abortion? Okay. No, what? Winner. I said abortion access was a winner. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think Ron DeSantis was a huge winner yeah, in, in this election. I think that he has differentiated himself from Trump. Yes. I think as we talked at dinner, he led a red wave in, in Florida. Most of the flake, most of the state, the, the House, the Senate, in their state elections went red. Um, and I think that, you know, he is a bit gruff, but he's very decisive. And I think that that decisiveness is what created his margin. He's He won by 40 points, the biggest win by any of the governors. And he was going against a pretty, pretty well-known, well-liked Charlie Crist. So um, 40 points is a big deal. So I, I really think, now, is he going to be governor in two years? Probably not. You're probably going to get him a year before he hits the campaign trail to to run for president. But I don't know that he'll give up governorship to do that. Oh, I think so. I I think think he should, but many of them don't. Just in case they don't win, they want to have something to play. No, no, he won't give it up. But I I mean, I thought you meant that he wouldn't leave governor to become president. I think. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he would. But I don't think he'll resign. Oh, no. No. Run. No. Although I think you should. It's so time consuming for a year and a half. How do you. You owe it to your state to be a full time governor, not when you get catch a break between campaign stops. Right. I agree. Losers. Losers. I've got four losers. Okay. Number one biggest loser um, by far this election was Donald Trump. Yeah, I would agree. Um, now, just in a couple of days, he's supposed to announce his run for president. 14th. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And I think what coming the, off not, this not show, his, not from what I've heard, it's he's not saying he's going to announce he's going to run. He's going to announce whether or not he's going to run. No, I, agree, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm just clarifying that according to his campaign, they've not said he's going to announce just whether or not he'll he'll be running. But I agree. Everything points to the fact that he plans on running. Yeah. And and I think that Ron DeSantis on election day this week did a long, uh, went a long way of catching up. I really did. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, I think that the entire state of Pennsylvania lost. I, I, I can't put it any other way. Had two bad candidates, two terrible candidates, as is, and uh, uh, you didn't have a good choice to that, vote for. to me, is not proven. You've got a guy who obviously has some physical issues. If they are mental as well, I 100% agree. We'll have to wait and see if that was mental. I think that with the the amount of voter turnout, and I don't know how it was. I I never saw a report of how it was, what, what the number was 
nationwide. I know in, in our little area, it was uh, well above and beyond what they were anticipating. That's a loser? Voter turnout? No, I think that the American people lost. Because of turnout? No, I think even with the voter turnout, okay. we lost. Okay. Because we still don't have a defined direction we want to go, which when you don't have that, it breeds more and more divisiveness. And I think that we're going to continue for the next couple of years. There's going to be a lot of hate from the left and a lot of hate from the right, hating on each other, and us people in the middle are going to get caught. And I hate that. But the only people that had the power to change that decided to do nothing and vote status quo. And that's not a good thing. Inflation spiraling out of control. Uh, we have ample opportunities of worldwide conflict all around the world. And we didn't elect anyone that I can see who has the strength as a leader to guide us through these perilous times. But McCarthy's not going to do it. McConnell's not going to do it. Pelosi's not going to do it. Schumer's not going to do it. And certainly Joe Biden is but not going to do it. The question of the people running, the people that we had to pick from, who would have qualified that we didn't vote into office. Oh, I, know. I don't know of any. I, I don't disagree with so you. So if we, we can't where vote goes. for somebody, there's no way you're going to have a writing candidate that wins. No, you're not. So if there, if we don't have better candidates running, we don't have any choice on election. And I really feel, again, that that comes back to the GOP and, and the Democrat leadership to get better candidates on the ballot. I agree. And we've got to hold them to account to make that happen. You're not going to tell me six months from now or a year from now when we figure out who's actually running for president that we're going to be sitting in these same seats saying the same thing that we've said for the last 15 elections. Out of 370-plus million people, these are the two best we got. That's their leaders. That's their job to make. Speaking of which, two stats for you that I saw yesterday. And then I got one more loser. Sixty-five percent. Or I'm sorry, finish your losers. Didn't mean to interrupt that. No, that's fine. No, no, no. Finish your losers. The world people. We are looked upon. Should be a world leader. Yeah. No. No. Our our people. The whole world looks to us for guidance for leadership. And right now we couldn't lead ourselves out of a wet paper bag. That's in Congress, that's in uh, the Senate, that is in the president and the executive branch. I have no confidence in any of these guys to be able to lead us and lead the world out of these terrible economic times that are coming, that are going to be able to lead us into or out of a what is building to be World War III. I agree, and, and but... Who, since 1988, who have we had that we did trust? You mean as far as in politics? Yeah. Oh, very few. Since 1988, who? President, uh, Speaker of the House, uh, Senate Majority. I can name a few. I I trusted George Bush, George W. You know, right or wrong, whatever, right or wrong, whether you agreed with him or disagreed with him, I feel like whatever came out of his mouth was who he truly felt. Barack Obama, as far as that goes. If Barack Obama said something, I feel like that is exactly how he felt. I I thought they were honest. Whether I agreed with them or not, I felt like that you at least had that. I can't even understand half the stuff that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. Well, unfortunately, he's a lot like in many ways, and this is one area that you and I differ in. He's many 
in many ways like Fetterman. And I don't know that it's a lack of mental ability, but with Fetterman, it's a stroke. We know what caused it. He wasn't this way before a stroke. He had a stroke. Suddenly he's fumbling for words. He's struggling to complete sentences, as you said. If he's under pressure, that makes it much, much worse. With Biden, it's a little bit more difficult. And I'm thinking it's probably age-related. Yeah, he's but I don't know that it's mentally... I got a good one for you on that too here in a second. But with him, maybe it's kind of the same. Oh, I don't, maybe his mind is still working. He's just having a problem getting it out. I don't he's, know. Well, he's been a gap machine. Speaking of in his 80s, I don't know if you heard Mr. Hal Rogers from my old hometown area of Lake Cumberland. Another one needs to go. He, ran, he won for a record 26 consecutive term. 44 straight years in office. He's 84 years old. He'll be 86 before he completes his term. Now, he, as far as I know, has no problems that I've heard of. Uh, his, he's been able to hide his age very well. If he has had a decline, it's not shown. He's in his mid-80s. I, I love the guy. He's born and raised uh, not far from where I was born and raised. He... Uh, I had a great aunt that taught him in Sunday school many, many years ago. Met him in 1982. Uh, he was, I think, first elected office in 78. So was pretty new in, in D.C. Nice guy. With all that being said, he's still the king of pork. You know, yeah, absolutely. Still the king of pork. Needs to go. Needs to needs go 20 to, years ago. Or longer. <laughs> Two more things real quick. 65% of Floridians do not wish to see Donald Trump run for president in 2024. Good. 65% of Floridians, his home state. 67% of all Americans do not wish to see Joe Biden run. You were talking about, are we going to be sitting here in a couple of years looking and saying, is this the best two? And I assume that's who you were talking about. And evidence that polls right now are saying that it very well could be. Gosh, I hope that's not the case. Me too. Well, we chirp. We're glad you joined us. Unfortunately, you caught us right at the end of our show. So please go back and download the show. I think you'll find it exciting and, and wonderful. At least I hope so. <laughs> Except for the little middle where I thought we lost the program. <laughs> but we right. are glad you're here. We're glad you joined us. Um, but, uh, Jerry, do you have anything else that you wanted to add to this? My my rant, my hour and 20-minute long rant today? No, I think I got most of my big topics in. Good deal, because I feel like I hogged the whole show. I apologize. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Okay. Yes, I am gorgeous. Thank you. Another reason we lost as a country. Just joking. Progressive act, kind of joking. Progressive <laughs> activist Maxwell Alejandro Frost, at the age of 25, is became the first member of Generation Z to be elected to Congress. He's representing Florida's 10th congressional district, which includes the Orlando area. Just thought people would want to know. How is that a loss? We have a Generation Zer that's going to Congress. Oh, good for them. Five year old guy. That's awesome. Screw them. <laughs> oh, congratulations to year old. Screw you for having the wherewithal. Because most people wouldn't know how to I do how to even go through that. the. I do admire that. You know, I mean. How many people do we talk about that our neighbors don't even know who are, you well, got much admire, less, go ahead and run? I admire all of that. He's, a, again, a progressive activist. Yeah, well. He's 25 years old. He's a Generation Z. -er. 
Okay, yeah, you convinced me. I would never vote. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, if you can't see the light, be the light. We'll see you, man. Thanks. Thanks so much.